Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and I'm here with my friend and colleague and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez. And this is our 50th broadcast. So thank you for joining us and for sticking with us through this year. It's been quite a privilege to bring you these conversations. And this is a program that we do once a week, every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And it's an opportunity for us to bring some of the the, the wisdom and the knowledge that we gained facilitating pet law support groups for many years, 30 plus years, I believe, in Nancy's, yeah. in Nancy's case and 11 years in my case, pet law support groups. We put that information that we gather in those stories and what we learned into a book called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. And we now have the opportunity with this technology to bring that learning to a broader audience and to have you communicate and participate mm -hmm. with us. And so we encourage you always to correspond with us, to send us your comments, your questions, your suggestions for additional topics. And you can reach me at kenddv at gmail.com. And you can reach Nancy at nsaxtonlopez, and that's N S A X. T-O-N-L-O-P-E-Z at csmpc.com. And again, feel free to communicate, tell us your stories, ask us mm -hmm. your questions, send us your recommendations. This program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society in Springfield, Massachusetts. Dakin is a 501c3 community-supported animal welfare organization that provides shelter and medical care and spay-neuter services and behavioral rehab for more than 20,000 animals and people every year. Since its inception in 1969, Dakin has become one of the most recognized nonprofit organizations in central Massachusetts and a national leader in animal welfare. You can learn more about Dakin and make a donation at dakinhumane.org. That is D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E.org. So, Nancy, as usual, do you want to get us started? I will. We will. I will. Um, we're going to talk a lot tonight about lessons from grief, but we wanted to start with um, Elizabeth, who had uh, gotten in touch with us with some an interesting question and an interesting observation that we can lead into the lessons from grief. So Elizabeth, right before Christmas, um, lost her heart cat and you know obviously this cat had been sick for a period of time she was spending a lot of time taking care of the cat um and of course when the cat died she, uh, she was devastated but at the same time in her life she was going through some major issues so there was a relationship issue. She was contemplating moving. You know, she um, was thinking of maybe having to change a job. I mean, there was just all of these major uh, decisions that she was she was in the process of making when her beloved cat died. And so her question was, what do I do with that? Mm -hmm. I mean, am I, should I not make these decisions? Can I make these decisions? Is I mean, I'm grieving. And what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So you and I, I think, had had talked to her a little bit about that. Right, right. And and in fact, she did make some pretty major decisions. That's right. She made the decision she ended up to doing that. 
to change where she's living and really rethink a lot of those connections to work and to other people in her life. And one of the things she said, which, which I found particularly resonant with my own experience was that grief kind of gave her a revelation in terms Mm -hmm. of many of her feelings. It sort of just brought a lot of focus to not only the feelings that she was having about the loss, but the questions that she was having about the kinds of things that Nancy was just describing. And so we gave her answers that are there's there's sort of what you're going to get in a lot of these kinds of situations and they start with it depends yeah that's right <laughs> they start with it depends so that if you if you are in a time of loss and there's something that's really awful about your life like let's say right. you hate your job you find it intolerable and you are now recognizing that you really don't you, you really don't have to stay at it you don't have to then that is important that's really really important and you may want to make the kind of decision that this person's making where you say i am so clear now because of the rawness of right. my feelings that I am going to make a move. Now, on the other hand, there's a good argument to be made for when you're grieving to kind of sit tight and process. Yeah, sit back. Talk it through, think it through, because there sometimes is a degree of impulsivity Mm -hmm. that comes with the intensity and the rawness and the the changing the the sort of lability you might say of of what we experience often when we're grieving our feelings go all over the place and they tend to be rather intense they don't tend to be they don't tend to be soft our feelings are extreme often when we're grieving so it does it depends But also, I just want to underscore this point. If you are in any way endangered, you're endangered in a relationship, let's say, or you're endangered by the extraordinary pressures of your job and you feel like you're getting on the edge of illness because of it, those are important things to 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 act upon no matter what else is going on, no matter what else is going on in your in your life. And I also just want to, I'll just throw this in there that if you're in a relationship where you are not safe, either physically, emotionally, or spiritually, you feel like you're not valued, you're being treated very poorly. And again, if you're actually being hurt in a relationship, you deserve to be safe. Every one of us deserves to be safe from abuse all the time. And it would be very helpful for you to get in touch with the National Domestic Violence Hotline and talk with one of the counselors who's available 24 hours, 365 days a year. Just talk with somebody about what you're going through. Because sometimes when a person is is in the extremists of having lost a relationship with their animal companion, they might awaken to the fact that they're being abused in a relationship. We've seen and heard this happen on a number of occasions. Multiple so, times. And yeah. that clarity. You know, this yeah. also uh, reminded me some years back, and it was such a tragedy 
that a couple came to, a woman came to the group and um she had um she had was walking with her baby and and her little dog and she walked down the street and across the street this dog large dog came bounding out of the house got to her and killed her dog yeah and they were moving to north carolina maybe or south carolina in three days so they were in new jersey and they were moving yeah, yeah. and so i mean to deal with that tragedy that the, the shock right and the anguish and then have to have to be packing and moving yeah right yep. um yep. so and sometimes those things happen um but i did i did set her up with a with a pet loss counselor where she was mm -hmm. going yeah because she would have to talk about that yeah and, um, and at the same time she'd have to keep going with the moving yeah, with, with what they were doing the the day-to-day -day of following through and vacating her house and moving right. to the new place and all of that and and also with that one of the things that came to mind for me as you were mentioning that was the terror that she might have felt oh yes with not only the the attack on her child on the dog but what might have happened to With her baby child. or to her too yeah exactly. what a what a story wow wow so those things mm. unfortunately in our life happen now that could delay grief to some point in time but i did set her up with someone because she wouldn't really need to talk to someone yeah yeah now I, i'll just say also when i responded this way to our to our friend who wrote to us that when she said that she had sort of a revelation and intensity of feelings. I, I told her that that has been my experience as well. So my father died in 1988. You and I were just talking about this. And in my in the depth of my grief, grief I felt just like cracked open emotionally. Yeah, right. And I felt like I was feeling everything in a much more height, in a heightened way and with greater intensity. And so... I, I wrote some about this at the time that it just kind of cracked me open, broke me open to feel more intensely about the relationship that I was in and the, the just everything about life. And I, I think that this is very common because we are often sort of going along in life on a bit of a, it's not exactly the right word, but sort of like autopilot maybe. Yeah, and when we, when we suffer a massive loss, it forces us to enter into the emotional realm in a way that we might not do typically. And so I think this is, this is fairly common. And as grief progresses, one of the things, and I'll take a little bit of a risk here, I think it's one of the gifts of grief as we come to a place where we're more adapted to the loss, we take away the ability perhaps to feel more deeply, to understand the fragility of life, of life mm -hmm. and the fact that we should think about what's most important to us and that we deserve to make decisions that serve us and our loved ones well and not put them off too long those those kinds of things well yeah i mean 
that's and that's one of the lessons, right? Yep. So when we get into the lessons, and and by the way, I went through our book and and kind of summarized some of these things. Okay. Right? Yep. Um, because I even I have the some of the quotes, which are good, but grief in, in a lot of ways creates us to love differently, right? Yeah. Or to yeah. love um, more presently. Yeah. You know, to yeah. to really be involved with the heightened right with the other people in our lives with the other animals in our lives with with things with that we might like to do yeah. You know, yeah because we now know how fragile we can be at a loss right and how much we would miss you know our our beloved animal or yeah. our human person in our life yeah yeah well and again a lot of people it seems to me live as though life will be endless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and kind of on a conveyor belt in a way, and maybe not even taking in a lot of what's going on around, like not so present as you, right. as you mentioned. And grief definitely makes us see that this, this life is ephemeral. It is not going to, it is not infinite. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is in fact, in fact, it's fleeting. And, right. uh, and it, I mean, it, those it, years keep going by, right? So. They, oh, and they go by faster and faster. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, both of us have relatively, have new members of our family. You have Boogie, I have Hildy. Okay. And my, my dog, my puppy is six months old. And I already, because of the losses that I've had this year with the loss of my two other dogs. And just, I think the fact that I am the age that I am, I, I see her already as extremely fleeting. Right. <laughs> like I've got her for 12 years, hopefully, you know? And so that makes me hold her both physically when I, when I touch her in and in my heart in a different way, because I Much know more this, encompassing, yeah, right? this wonderful, this wonderful, warm, loving little friend, family member is only with me for a short time. Short time. I mean, and, they just don't live as long as we do. Yeah, and then when and, they're gone, you, you know, you realize, oh my God, you know, I really miss this. You know, I miss what we had. Of course. And, and yeah. it comes back and you're like, and that's sometimes where people get guilty too. I didn't spend enough time with them. I didn't do the right thing, you know? So and then it goes into, I need to love differently now. I need yeah. to be more, more involved. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so, I mean, one of the, one of the quotes that always comes to mind for me is from a book by Dwayne Elgin. It's called Voluntary Simplicity, the book. And one of the sections in his book is titled let death be your friend mm. and the the idea is that the more we know that life is finite the more we carry that with us the greater richness we will get derive from, from that's living right. that's right who <laughs> will really be aware that every moment is Pounds. precious it really is and that certainly our relationships are and and as we're as we're saying that, one of the things that I'm, I'm also thinking, Nancy, is, you know, I was saying to Tim, my husband, the other day, I was saying, you know, I wish I had more time to spend with the puppy to do training with her, and I probably have more time than most people because 
my work is is really my own hours. I set my own hours for the most part. And 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 he just said, you know, you do you do enough. You're with her enough. It's like I feel like I feel like we tend to we tend to always feel like we're not giving it enough. enough. Right. And and it's very and so it's really important, I think, for the people who listen to and watch our program to recognize that the kind of people who care as much about their animal companions as we do, and we know that the people watching this are probably of a very similar mind and heart set, we tend to always feel like we're not doing enough. We're not giving enough. We're not, we're not paying enough attention. And we probably are and did (laughs) pay enough attention we probably are being hard on ourselves. ourselves right. Yeah, we probably deserve to be more gentle with ourselves. And I, I just feel like that's so important to say because there's so much in the aftermath of loss that sparks guilt and what oh, ifs sure. and all that stuff. <laughs> True. Now, but some of the other things, which is interesting, is grief puts things into perspective. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. So you look. You know, I talk to people and they're, you're looking through a different lens, you know, like it's a blue sky out, but all you see is gray, you know, because yeah. of what your feelings are, right? That, yeah. that you're yeah. working with. Um, but so, you know, you're not worried about that you didn't pick up the cleaning. You're not worried about that you had a spat with your, you know, your daughter a day or two ago. You're not worried about anymore that, you know, um, you know, the groceries, you know, came and, you know, but something was wrong with them. All of those mm-hmm. little things just disappear, right? Mm-hmm. They don't mean as much anymore mm-hmm. because of what you're feeling and the importance of that relationship that you are missing. And if you can carry that forward, yes. if you can hold on to this perspective that most of the challenges we face on our day in our daily lives are not crises. No, they're not, they're nothing like the loss of a loved one. And yet we do tend to often overly dramatize the, the little issues. And so this idea that if we can, if we can keep in mind that most of the stuff that happens is small stuff as has been written. That's right. Not, it's not big stuff. It's small stuff and we'll resolve it then we we go through life with less anxiety with exactly life, with, with less of this In, sort intensity of, less yeah. angst i mean yeah. we it'll put a lot of things like the word perspective right yeah in fact the quote is grief teaches us the difference between a matter of life and death and the small stuff yeah it helps yeah. us prioritize differently yeah. So that's actually in our book, right? That's pretty smart. Yeah, I took it from the book. Right? That's it. Right. Uh, now, another one is that, and we've talked about this a lot, is control. Now, yeah. you know, we don't have really control over death. We don't have control over illness. We don't have it. And and we, you know, we've talked a lot about in, in these yeah. podcasts about that. We, we have control over very little actually in life. I mean, we, we have control over the ways that we decide to spend our time. We have control to, to the extent that we do, because depending on how much economic pressure is on us and 
what we need to do to sustain ourselves and our families, we may have little control over over our time. But it's it's important to recognize that when it comes to matters of illness and, and infirmity and death and dying, way that's way outside our control, way outside. And we need to we need to honor that and and give ourselves a break if we feel like we somehow were supposed to prevent prevent it from happening. And, and this is, again, it's just very much the case that most of us want desperately to forestall the death right. of we our We want to make life. sure their animals are alive. We'll do anything yeah. to keep them alive. Yeah. But their illness, their, their um, process, their dying process is we don't have anything that we can do. And, and, and also just to realize, and I think, I think this is just so hard in our culture to realize that it's not necessarily somebody's fault no. that our pet died. It's not necessarily that we did something wrong or somebody else did something wrong. We're all going to die. It's part of mm-hmm. it's part of the cycle of life, and it's important for us to accept that and not feel like there was some kind of there needs to be some kind of blame assigned because it's 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 not true in most cases and it's never helpful no it it creates us or grieving to be more complicated Mm -hmm. and it doesn't it's it's hard enough because grieving it goes into the next you know, segment is grieving process is not quick. You know, you, you and I have talked about people come in. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I hate yeah. it. I don't want it. The problem is it ebbs and flows. It mm-hmm. It's one of those, those things that you can't res- resolve it. I mean, it's, it just is going to be, yeah. you know, so, I mean, you can, you can repress it, you know, yeah. you can ignore it, you know, you can, you know, just say, I'm, I'm not going to go there, but that's going to have terrible repercussions on, on your body and on, on, on your, on your emotional state, your mind. Well, yeah. And the, and the way that that generally will strike is the imposition of whatever kind of typical stress symptoms you get. So for some people that might be headaches for other people, it might be stomach problems for other people it might be just feeling anxious a a lot of the time yeah i mean you have to go through you have to allow for your feelings and and, i mean you you can distract yourself now and then you know you can have healthy distractions you listen to music you visit with friends you you take your mind off it through your work but when the grief comes up, it's a good idea to just let it be. Yeah, I think what happens with people if they repress it too much is what you were talking about. Um, you know, different types of, of illnesses that are created, you know, because of the stress of pushing that down. Obviously, mm-hmm. when you push push stress away or anxiety or depression, you know, or anxiety away, it will create more anxiety and depression. Yeah, it's you know, viral. so psychosomatic illness is one. Or people become, you know, 
more apt to imbibe too much with alcohol or, yeah, yeah. you know, they want to get away from it. They want to call unhealthy it. distractions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> unhealthy. Right. You know, drugs, alcohol, whatever, because they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And, yeah. and that creates another problem. Right. So. And, and the thing that you push away when you do that, I think is you are not allowing yourself to move to the other side of the experience, which is a time when you'll be able to recall your animal friend and feel good about the memory and feel the love, probably a stab of, of, of grief as well. But you kind of have to go through whatever your grief process mm -hmm. is going to be in order to get to a place where you hold the memory in a way that is filled with gratitude ultimately. Right. Ultimately that's, that's the idea. Yeah. And that can, because if you're always pushing it away, you don't go through that. You don't go down that path and you don't come to that other place, which is, where we hold all of our losses. I mean, we, we hold our losses for the rest of our lives. Yeah, they, 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 they are with us. They're part of our story. They're part of our experience. We think about them with some regularity, but if we allow ourselves to think about them, we will, we will think about them in ways that are less painful right. over time. Because they, they are become the part of the fabric of our life, right? Yeah, yeah. So that goes then to patience, right? So yeah. it's very yeah. hard to have for some people to be patient with this process. Yeah. You know, but patience is a virtue. And it's it's having to just move through it at the time that is that works or is happening to you. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. Um, and to and just to say cry. to to say to yourself, it's it's okay to just feel whatever this is, to sit mm -hmm. with it, to cry, to to be angry, to be frustrated, to to feel all of these distressing feelings that we don't like to feel. Nobody likes to feel these things. Nobody, and nobody, nobody wants to have these emotions mm -hmm. that are so difficult. Right. Yeah, but yeah. those emotions, and this goes back to, to the group too. I remember in, in, in the beginning and um, Nora and Meg were, you know, we would talk and they're the people that say humorous. And, you know, and, you know, somebody would say, well, this is the most horrible thing. I don't know if I, I can go through it again. And Nora's comment was, but that signifies how wonderful the relationship was. Sure. Right. Yeah, so yeah. You, you wouldn't have, you, you're grieving so much because this was an amazing connecting beautiful you yep. know intense comforting loving relationship yep grief is the cost of having loved yeah. that's the way i always think about it and that we want love in our lives so we're going to grieve yeah now that's just the that's the other side of it that's right and it's the other and side so we just we hopefully we keep you know we keep loving because that's what makes life rich right mm -hmm. And we are going to lose. We're going to lose. It's just part of, it's part of the human experience. That's right. And so nothing other, you can do about that. The other two are um, briefly, because I know we're running out of time, but animals create us to live in the moment. Yeah. Yep. Because they live in the moment. Yep. 
you know, they, when they want to eat, if they see food coming, that's it. That, you know, that's what they, they want to do. If they want to catch that ball, they're going to catch that ball. If they want to run up the cat tree, they're going to run up the cat tree. They don't think forward and they don't think in the past. Right. It's, and that's so wonderful for us because almost we never <laughs> live in the moment. Hard for people. It's very hard, right? right. It's not, you have to cultivate that skill. And for most people, not for everybody. Mindfulness is the key. But, yeah. but you have to you have to practice it, right? So you have to be mindful of everything you do to relish the experience, right? Just like yes, and, But when my cat, Esme, comes back into the office, she will be totally in the present. And she will sit on my lap and it will require me to spend some time just holding her because <laughs> that's 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 what you you just are when you're with an animal friend that's you right. just you, are it. with them you're, you're part and of the they're they are infinitely soothing yeah for the most part not all of them are but most of them are they may have their days <laughs> yeah and and they invite you to be with them in that moment of connection right and you, it's so, that's so important. It's so important. This idea that they're just, they're just, they just are. They're not necessarily doing or thinking. I they're think certainly not thinking are. ahead or obsessing about what happened a little while ago. They're, they're just, just in the present. In the present, which is healthy for us. It's healthy. And the, and the yeah. last one, going through all this, does create resilience. Well, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think it's important, sometimes people are, are saying, how am I ever going to get through this? And if you're an adult, you've been through a lot of losses. Yeah. So you may not know it and you may not feel it, but you know how to get through it in, mm-hmm. inside. You're, there's strength inside you for getting through it because you've gotten through many losses. You've gotten through every change has a degree of loss. Yeah in it. And so you are stronger than you think you are almost certainly. And you will, you will move through this. And so, and when you're, and when you're at a place that feels less painful, you, when it feels like you've integrated the, the understanding of the fact of the loss, you will have grown. Yeah. And you will, you will be stronger. And that is essentially inevitable, I think. You may not feel that way at the moment, but you you will That's get through it. I mean, I, I my my little chihuahuas, I mean, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be without them. And I I still find it hard. We lost mm-hmm. them this past year, as you know, but I must say it's amazing that they're not here and I'm not I'm still functioning. You're, you're functioning. You know? Right. And, and so that's, that's what we do. We just keep functioning and we, we are, we are stronger than we think we are, I believe. Yeah. 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 So I guess we should stop there, Nancy. I wish you the happiest of new years. Thank you. A, and a we wish abundant year in 2022. Thank you. And we <laughs> wish everyone out there also. Yep. And we know that it's been a rough year. So we're also going to send you very caring thoughts. Yep. Because I know that, that a lot of you are, are listening because you have had losses. And so, you know, we are, we're conscious of that and we want to support that and comfort you. We wish you a restful holiday weekend. Right. Yeah.
We will see each other next week. Yep. Bye.